0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Luke. Um, thanks for joining us again for the Moments Podcast. Um, really hope you've enjoyed the last couple. Got a real goodie here um, for you today, focused mostly, mostly on mental well-being. Um, I'm with George from Sanctus. Um, it'd be great if you could just give us a little intro and say hello to everybody.
1: Yeah, everyone. Th- thanks for having me first. Week. So my name is George, and I'm the Marketing Manager at Sanctus. And we are basically on a mission to get people work on their mental health, just like they do their, their physical health. So... Yeah, my two founders basically saw that mental health was never really spoken about in the way it should be or only really focused on the one in four that will have a mental health issue uh, which is such an important part of of the conversation but the reality is that we've all got mental health every single one of us it's four in four people so we should talk about it as as one large spectrum and um, so we've got this kind of grand ambition to, to one day be like the Nike of mental health and to have mental health gyms on the high street. That's what we're sort of aiming at. Okay. And what we do right now is is, is work with businesses to, to create a safe space within the business where employees can talk about their, their mental health.
0: Okay, cool. And the thing that always gets me with most association with health, actually, physical or mental, is you normally think about the bad rather than the good. It'd just be good to give a sense of what Sanctus does in that frame of looking after the good and making the good better mm-hmm. and helping with the mm-hmm. um, harsher side.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's such like a typical British thing as well, of like waiting yeah. until things are really, really bad. Yeah. Then you go and get the support and then you go and react. So people, people, like I'm speaking from my personal experience here, wait until things get really bad and then go to therapy. Whereas really, you can do so much proactive work on yourself before that. Yeah. And with physical health, people do that. So people go to the gym a lot. They work out, they go running, they they eat healthily. They do all kinds of stuff for their physical health. But mm-hmm. with mental health, people don't really think about that. They just wait until until basically the, the bad stuff happens. So what we're trying to do is make the conversation a bit more proactive. So everyone's got something going on in their life, whether that's good or bad, big or small, personal or professional. Everyone's got dreams, goals, hopes. They want to yeah. um, improve their relationship or get a house or go for a promotion or earn more money or whatever it is. Yeah everyone's got things they want to achieve and it all kind of falls under the the mental health umbrella so people can start like proactively talking about the mental health and working Mm -hmm. on themselves and look to grow and in that way you're then dealing with the yeah the sort of positive proactive part of of the mental health spectrum and it's not to to kind of ignore the the more negative part like there will be times when yeah things do go wrong um, and maybe we can't always avoid that but I think Again, speaking of my own experience, I definitely could have avoided getting to, to the worst part yeah. if I'd been more proactive um, much earlier on.
0: Okay, cool. Um, how does um, can we just tell us a little bit more about Sanctus then and how, how you support companies mm-hmm. just at a really like practical level?
1: Yeah, yeah, so we've, we've got a team of Sanctus coaches, and we basically place coaches into businesses. To give employees a completely safe, one-on-one, confidential space where they can talk about their mental health. So okay. um, we say that a hundred percent of things can be brought to the space. So literally like any kind of crazy, wacky thought anyone has, anything that's going on in their life, they can bring it to that space. We can't always work on absolutely everything. So we say that we can work on about 90% of things. So mm-hmm. so most things. Um in, in a case of if someone's got like real mental health issues, we would refer them on, but Basically, what, what we want to do is just give people a space, it's 45 minutes, to take time out of the day to talk about themselves mm-hmm. with no fear of like judgment or ulterior motives, which is just so rare. Like no one takes the time to do that for themselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just give people a space to, to just talk um, and then that way they can kind of work on their mental health.
0: Okay, cool. And then, in, I guess in the context of working with businesses, um, mental health has been a, become a really big focus over the last few years. Um, I think the level of awareness is high and growing in companies that should be a place that supports people. Um, It'd just be great to get a sense of how you would work with a company and introducing even a strategy and a way to deal with mental health that still carries some challenges in the way that you need a safe environment Mm -hmm. to an extent to Mm. be willing to uh, open up.
1: Yeah, and, and I think we're... We're definitely one of the more like in your face solutions in a way. Like we're a very physical business. It's it's on site. We've we've got coaches literally on site in the business. People are yeah. coming in and out of the room. Um we we do like a, a launch session to kick things off. So we come in and do a talk to the whole business with, with senior leaders. So I think we're we're quite like a big solution and, and not not all companies are, are ready for that. I think yeah. some want to maybe start a little bit smaller. Uh, maybe it 's like get some of the staff trained up with mental health first aid or it 's to bring in, in an employee assistance program yeah um, but I think our our belief is that mental health should be out in the open. People should be proud to talk about it and work on it so mm-hmm. we we 're very clear that we want this big launch session with the whole company. we want to talk about mental health we want to have this space in the workplace where people can literally like walk in and out and you can see them see yeah. them doing that um, so yeah that's that 's kind of how how we work
0: okay cool and um it sounds like you've got quite a human approach. There's also quite a lot of tech players. It'd just be interesting to get a sense of why you picked this route and then how the advantages and disadvantages maybe that, that has.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's, it's such a good question. I think it's funny because we, we're like, we're not an easily scalable business. Like it's not easy <laughs> for us to like yeah. roll out globally. There's there's obviously other people in, in the space who basically click a button can, can roll out globally, but mm-hmm. I think we we just feel that there's absolutely nothing that can replace like real genuine human connection like it's just that there's no app or or like online tutorial course or whatever that that can ever replace that and yeah. I think everyone that's at Sanctus has had their own experiences with their with with poor mental health they've been through therapy and coaching and maybe um like group group therapy as and well seen the value yeah and just seen the impact and I think again I kind of, I keep referring back to my own experience to <laughs> easier. But I, I used basically everything when I was really struggling—like apps, books, literally everything—and yeah. therapy and actually talking to like family and friends. That was the thing that maybe wasn't the whole like, package, but it was it was the biggest part because I just think there's absolutely nothing that, that will ever replace that. I think talking to um, a therapist over the phone, messaging—it's not quite the same. Yeah, I know people are talking about like. AI robot therapist now again it's not it's not quite the same um, so that that's our, our kind of our read thing is that physical human connection is yeah. basically what makes the, the world go round. yeah um, but you know we like tech is important and, and we rely on like a booking system and stuff like that so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean yeah te- tech is very much needed
0: yeah and how, um, how do you think about explaining to people why as an organization you should do it and why as an employee you should do it? Like, there's a value proposition on both sides of the yep. equation that you're still talking to about.
1: Yeah, so I think for, for the employer, it's it's kind of twofold. Like one, the thing we sort of lead with is that just, like, morally, it's the right thing to do. Like, you, you kind of have a duty to look after your people. And, and what we always say is that you don't, someone else's res- mental health isn't your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But as an employer, you at least have a responsibility to create an environment where they can look after themselves. So I think morally, like, that, that's part of it. And the other thing is, obviously, there's, like, a ton of stats that have been published recently, stats, reports, um, especially, like, the, the, the Deloitte report, where they've looked into the cost of poor yeah. mental health. So not only is it just the right thing to do, but actually it makes business sense to invest in mental health now. There's, there's a clear link between investing in mental health and seeing a return on investment yeah. um, and like lower lower sick days, increased performance, all, all of that. So yeah. I think the, the case there is actually quite airtight now. And I think just from like a from an individual in employee level, like we say that this using this kind of thing, whether it's sanctions or otherwise, is how you can not only look after yourself but also grow. Like in the same way you wanna go to the gym to get fitter or more confident or to feel yeah. more healthy, you can do the same with your mental health and it for you to kind of hit the levels you want to hit or grow in the way you want to grow, you need to learn more about yourself, understand yourself, and work on that.
0: Yeah, great, great answer. Have you got any really good examples of stuff that you've done with companies that kind of plays to those two parts? Good examples of how it's you've rolled it out within an organisation and some of the effects that you've seen?
1: Yeah, so there's there's one business we work with. <coughs> I won't I won't say the name. I don't know how much i will to share. <laughs> um, but basically, they brought us in and we've been working with them for a year now and they said it's the best people initiative they've ever brought in like the responses okay. they get yeah. so from a kind of qualitative point of view it's worked really Sentiments well are amazing yeah the feedback yeah, yeah. we get is incredible like i think when we get stuff coming through people saying this has literally changed my life that there's almost like nothing better than that yeah yeah um, but then they've also said that us coming in the other benefits and services they had particularly around wellbeing, which weren't being utilized yeah. their their use has now gone up so the cost okay. of those services has come down so that that was like a great example of when we went in and actually from a quantitative and qualitative point of view it it works perfectly yeah I think we we always try and stay away from the, the like the stats and the numbers if we can I think we don't want mental health to be attached to this reduced sick day or, or in, like improved performance point yeah, of view. Yeah. we know it should be done because it's the right thing to do but obviously there is that like business side of
0: things as well which which we can't there's there's a great podcast on um do you know bruce daisley no so he does um eat work sleep repeat oh, yeah. as a podcast um good name it's a very good name um and he's just written a book on the joy of work mm-hmm. and he had a guy i'm sure he's a professor i think he's called rob brind on evidence-based management he's at london business school and he's, uh, it gets to the heart of this question, which is Is your basis for investment one of moral gain or economic gain? Because if you can't be explicit on which one of those it is, it will always blur to economic because mm, of the way in which mm. business systems are structured around mm. return investment. So um, if it is genuinely a moral one, don't try and tie it to commercial mm. gain. It's just fascinating because you're point, yeah. holding true to that point that it's, yeah, yeah. you're not doing it because you're just doing it to make sure that the value so yeah yeah employees.
1: And I think if if your motivation around bringing in a mental health initiative is only economic and if you're if you're saying I'm bringing in this thing to improve performance then then the, the initiative is always measured against performance so yeah. maybe the performance doesn't quite increase but people's well-being might improve but you almost don't see that so I think yeah. it actually becomes
0: quite dangerous when you only look at the business side of thing to, to the mental health conversation yeah, yeah completely um, so the next one I want to talk about is slight selfish interest. It's about hmm. Mo. Um, and we talk a lot about relationships um, and how if you think about positive connections at work, they're essentially relationships in which you feel like you've got a level of emotional connection and security and trust in that relationship uh, rather than a toxic one. It'd be great to get your sense on how you think about the kind of environments that people leave those sessions and go back into and how you support and equip them in the interest of building stronger and more meaningful relationships mm. with their colleagues
1: yeah I guess to sort of like on your earlier point around connection like we we believe so strongly in in human connection I think anything can, can replace that I don't know if you've heard a book called lost connections before so and I won't go into the whole no. thing here but the, the basic premise of it is that the the, the the author argues that the increased rates of like depression and mental health issues around the world are actually due to our our like loss of connection. Right. That people are almost less connected physically than ever and that's yeah that's what like that explains the the increased rate of, of depression almost. I know there's other other yeah, factors yeah. into it, but I think it's it's a really, really strong argument and that's why we we always want people to to remember like that human to human connection. So I think our our dream is that actually people don't have to kind of use the sanctus space as like a crutch that yeah that they go into that room they can finally be real and, and connect and they come out and it's back into a toxic environment. So I think we do a lot of work. You know, we're not, we're not culture changers, but we do a lot of work to try and change the conversation around mental health mm-hmm. within the business yeah. so that actually, and, it, and it's worked, what we've seen is amazing is that people are now talking to their colleagues or their managers about their mental health. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got people kind of shouting over the desk to each other, like guys, I've had a meeting booked in. I can't make my Santa session. Who wants to go? People are now talking about mental health to each other yeah. Um, and yeah we hear from, from our kind of points of contact in businesses that actually people are now coming to them to tell them about their mental health struggles or any issues that are going on so I think that's what is amazing for us is that people want to have these conversations whether it's about mental health or something separate, yeah. people want to be able to talk but often it's, it's fear of judgement or shame that holds people back but actually you give, peop- you give people the space and the permission one person starts opening up and it creates a culture of permission where people can finally have the conversations they they want to have and yeah I just don't think anything can can replace that
0: yeah so we often talk internally about like socially sanctioning because people talk about culture in its grandest sense in big organizations but most of the way that culture is felt is in the interactions in those relationships that you have if my relationship with my boss is really difficult then I'm of course I'm going to be less open um but equally if my relationship is really good but nothing's kind of blessed me to say that this is okay to open up a mental health conversation there's social sanction there's normality Mm -hmm. um then you probably won't um how um do you work yourselves out of an organization Mm -hmm. or have you come across that and a
1: yeah yeah do you know what I mean yeah 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 I mean no like we we, (laughs) not yet yeah I think our our like you know our hope I'm sure every business says this but our dream is that like sanctus should be forever like really you there's never a time when you probably there's not something in your life you don't want to work on whatever that might be so I think we yeah we want sanctus to be forever we're 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 four years old I think we haven't yet seen if there is like a a life to to and yeah. like what the sort of average lifespan is within a business. Like the businesses we work with, we've stayed with. We've, we've we don't work with a few anymore, but um, that wasn't for reasons of it's just not working anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I think it's not something we've we've seen, and and we'd hope not. But you know if if it got to the point where actually like, everyone was just talking to everyone all the time and we weren't needed, then I'm almost like, great, we've <laughs> we sort of achieved the mission of changing yeah, the yeah. perception. Um, obviously, I think what comes with us is there is the, the professional, like, qualified element, yeah. um, which often people in... Like, other people in businesses don't don't have, like, HR teams. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that, that one's still TBC. <laughs> yeah. ho- hopefully, we're not... Like, I'm not out of a job because <laughs> yeah, no one needs us anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. And how... Um, what... How, so, the... Making it become more normal. Mm. What 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 do you think is the step g- that goes through an employee's head mm-hmm. that goes, this is now okay, mm-hmm. like do you, yeah yeah and, yeah, and just I've never been through the process of meeting somebody um, from Sanctus mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. therapy or any of those things. So mm-hmm. I, I, knowing how that works mm-hmm. is 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 really hard for me to understand, and I imagine. Yeah. The reason people get so late in the uh, process by which they seek help is because the need is so high, but they don't they haven't understood the path to get help. So it'd just be useful to understand what that bridge actually looks like.
1: Yeah, so I think what holds people back from talking about mental health, and especially at work, is one this sort of yeah like stigmatized perception that mental health is bad. That, yeah. That's the kind of view that a lot of people hold, and then the other is that talking about it at work is also bad. So I think the way we try, we basically hit those two things with Mm -hmm. with one stone. We'll we'll do like a big launch session Mm -hmm. at a business where we'll get everyone together in a room, like the whole business. And we'll have a senior leader kick us off. So like the CEO might kick us off. If they can share their own mental health story, amazing. If not, they at the very least just endorse like mental health as a concept. But they do that. So then... All of their employees suddenly see their leader say that it's okay to talk about mental health here yeah and that immediately like creates a, a culture of permission which yeah. which actually to be honest is the most impactful thing it always sort of it always sits with with the leader yeah then we'll tell our story and we'll, we'll talk about our own mental health yeah st- i think that Really starts to engage other people because everyone gets that Nike or Adidas are cool, and everyone gets that the gym's cool. So then yeah. they sort of start hearing that mental health is being talked about in the same sentences as like other cool things. Yeah, and then we basically come on and say that mental health is literally everything. Like it is the the more difficult parts and the struggles and the anxiety and the depression like that is part of the conversation, but it's also how you show up at work or if the, the kind of boss you want to be or if you want to go for a promotion or yeah. um, if you're worried about your sales figures or you've had a fight with your girlfriend or whatever like it's literally all mental health so yeah. I think when we present it in in that way and we say that whatever the thing is that's on your mind like good or bad it is is big enough for you to talk about and that's okay then I think people it, it's sort of the perceptions literally shift in, in their mind so they're told that they can talk about what they want. Their bosses endorsed it, and and from there, it always works like really, really nicely. In in the very, very early days, we just put coaches in businesses without the launch, and it, it kind of worked, but but not really because there's still a perception piece. Like if you booked a, a personal trainer, yeah, you wouldn't need this big like kickoff session because people just get it's a done thing to do. Whereas yeah. this mental health thing, people aren't really sure how to engage with it, so that's why we do we do the launch session, and then yeah, I think we sort of joke that it's kind of like Glastonbury after we send out the booking link and then, like, they, they just fly the, the slots, yeah, which, yeah. which is amazing to see
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: and how, so how much how do you describe what mental health is yeah that, that's like the kind and, of I, and I know maybe we should have started with that right <laughs> yeah, at the beginning yeah, of the conversation yeah. but um a lot of what you're talking to is a sense of how you feel, right, mm-hmm. which is an expression of emotion, which emotions at work are kind of, pfft. you're encouraged to be highly rational, think about stuff through mm-hmm. an objective, data-led lens and not think about things from in an emotional context often, um, which is kind of counterintuitive to what engagement is, which mm-hmm. is like absolute passion mm-hmm. or something, but um, how, how are you describing what mental health is? Mm-hmm. to break the stigma quite quickly
1: yeah yeah and I, I don't, I'm not like a scientist I probably haven't got like this really like perfect scientific <laughs> definition yeah I think I think mind have really good definitions of mental health well-being and mental well-being they're all they're all separate I don't know what the difference okay. is. I can't remember all of them but yeah. I think the way the way we just say it like really simply at, at a launch say is mental health is literally like whatever is going on for you so if something is on your mind mm-hmm. or is at play in a situation in your life, then it is is mental health. If you can think about it, it, it's mental health. So I think for a long time, mental health has only been associated with mental ill health yeah. and with depression, anxiety. I think if you say to people, what is mental health? They'll often say, oh, it's stress or it's depression. Whereas I think for us, we say mental health is literally anything. Like any way you feel, um, any way you experience a situation, the emotions you have, the the things you're thinking about, the things you've got to go through, it's all mental health in some way. So, like I, I've had coaching sessions about like public speaking because it makes me nervous, and yeah, yeah. then we talk about the nerves and the anxiety, and then the actual public speaking part, and all of that comes under my mental health and my personal growth and personal development. Um, so I think it's almost like life. It's just, like, <laughs> just literally like life.
0: Basically. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's good. That's cool. Um, It'd be good to just get a sense of um, HR teams. I think with a growing level of awareness, there's quite a lot of pressure to have an answer for mm-hmm. it, like a strategy or an approach. Um, How do you suggest that they even start thinking mm-hmm. about building a strategy to eventually bring someone like you guys in?
1: Yeah, I, I think we the, the place we start. We start from like a really sanctity place with this. I think a lot of okay. a lot of other people miss this, but we say like for the person that needs to lead on it, the HR person, at first to, to like know that it is okay, that this is quite daunting. Like yeah. it is actually quite scary being in charge of the mental health strategy or the wellbeing yeah. strategy. They're often doing it on their own. They can be in a bit of a silo with it. Um, there's pressure to get it right, like from investors and the CEO and also from employees. So yeah. I think it is it is a scary thing and like we we really like acknowledge that from, from HR people. And they don't always get um, I think they always get like, the credit or, or the, the support that they need with it. And I think we always say, like, start start with yourself, mm-hmm. uh, whatever position you're in. So start with like your own mental health and your own experience of leading on this situation um, and make sure you talk about that. So that yeah. might be to your, to your boss, your CEO or, or whatever. Then I think from, from there, like practically, you can either like you can start in in two ways really you can start small like it, i think this really depends on on your culture business yeah, culture yeah. Um, you can start small so you can just sort of start the mental health conversation maybe you get mental health first aiders in uh, maybe you book a public speaker like a one-off a one-off mm-hmm. talk just kind of get the conversation happening and you can sort of slowly start building up to, to a bigger program yeah um, or you can just start with a bigger programme which is what, so we're that's kind of us, we're a bigger programme. We've had some businesses um, who start with us, yeah. that's their big thing, they've never done anything before and then bang, and they have a big talk, senior leader and then coaching sessions. Yeah, Other people have said to us like, you're way too much where <laughs> we're at so yeah. we're going to start smaller. So I think take stock of, of your own company and, and um, what people want, what the individuals want, what your culture's like, um, how much budget you've got at the moment. There's no there's no one at the moment. There's no yeah. one set blueprint for what good mental health looks like within a business. So I think all you can do is what feels right for your business and and just start there. Um, but I think what you what we don't agree with is, is tick box exercises. So just doing it for the sake of doing it or yeah. doing it for employer because brand, it's good PR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then like then you're just set up to fail because employees can see right through that and and you probably could have got away with that. You know 10 years ago but now like if you do something like that it's on glass door it's out in the news whatever it is so i think yeah. as long as you're doing it from the right reasons then you almost can't really go wrong however you do it um i think the the, the dream is that every business has a strategy if it's not right away they need to build up to it that at least one day covers the whole mental health spectrum so if you do have an employee assistance program in place great but that's quite a reactive measure you do want to start thinking about having proactive support in, in place as well. So, um, yeah, whether you start small or big, just kind of aim for accounting for the whole mental health spectrum at yeah. some point.
0: And then I've got two last questions. Cool. One is um, my physical health goes in peaks and troughs um, in that I try and be reasonably fit and probably don't eat that healthy, which means that it goes up and down, up and down. Um Mental health, I suspect is somewhat the same though, right? Um, how do you help people make consistently good choices mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think we, i mean we we almost try and not separate mental health from health sometimes, like really we all just have health physical health, mental health yeah. financial health a lot and our health is tied tied to life. Like life goes up and down, right? Life is yeah. never just one one straight curve upwards. Like we all we all go through amazing moments and then and then shit moments. And yeah, even like me working at Sanctus, like I, I work on mental health all the time. I have a coach. We we always talk about it. Like I think maybe from the outside, sometimes people see us and we're like they think we're like Zen masters. That's yeah, they yeah. just have it all figured out. But like I've I've had dips in my mental health at Sanctus, and I mean that, you know it 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 just it just happens, right? Oh. So. I'd, I think it's not about, well, obviously you do want consistent, good practices. Like There are some things that you know if you do, they're going to make you feel better. Other things are going to make you feel worse. So I think yeah. at least start to take stock of your own life a bit more. I think when I was really struggling, I didn't do that. So I was having really late nights. I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking loads. I was having loads of caffeine. I wasn't seeing people and I felt really bad. And I was like, I wonder why I feel really bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? And I think as I started to really take stock, I was like, well, actually, I have coffee, it makes me anxious. Yeah. I don't sleep, I feel crap. So I think I really started to take stock of, of my own life and what makes me feel good and what and what doesn't. And and that's something I have in practice like yeah. every single day now, basically. Like I I really want to join in on like the coffee culture everyone has. Yeah. But it, it sends me really, really loopy. So I've I've avoided doing that. And yeah. that's really helped me look off my mental health more. Um, but then the you know the the troughs will still come and i think it's just letting people know that 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 that, that is okay like it's yeah. okay if if you don't feel great yeah um, it's okay if you're having a trough don't beat yourself up about it like it's it's a natural part of life so i think it's just sort of yeah people like to beat themselves up or judge judge themselves or yeah. shame themselves i think it's just like taking the pressure off yourself a little bit um and just doing what you know is right for you in in that moment and that might mean that you do do some things that you know aren't great for your mental health but maybe you are going to go on a big night out and you know you're probably going to feel a bit crap the next day but it's what you needed in that moment maybe to connect with your mates a bit more or whatever so I think people can only do what feels right in that moment
0: yeah yeah indeed okay cool and end us with one last question um, which is if you could give us your top learnings on mental health in the workplace and any top tips for listeners that they could take to their organisation would be great
1: yeah, so the biggest thing with mental health working within a business that we've seen it, it is with leadership, like leadership buy-in. So much comes back to the leaders. So obviously, like practically, they sign off the budget, but also they kind of, well, they do create the culture or they at least set the culture or, or people look to, to their example for how they will then act at work and then that sets the culture. So if they see a leader that, working seven days a week says that talking about mental health is is bad then they will feel they have to work really hard or they can't talk about mental health so i think you do need senior leadership buy-in and obviously that's not necessarily something you can just do overnight like if leaders aren't bought in that that can be quite a hard thing but i think that's why some of the recent reports that have been published like the deloitte report is really really useful because if you can't engage a senior leader on an emotional level Mm -hmm. you can at least prove the business case of mental health and say and I, I see how you can relate that back to your own business, so you can look at your own stats and say that, you know, our our attrition rates are well above, like our turnover rates are well above yeah, the UK yeah. average. Like, what is going on here? You can look at what's that, what that's costing you in pounds, talk about that, and then they get that, and yeah. then then you kind of have the endorsement to bring something in from from an emotional level. So, it starts with senior leaders, like that's really really important. Um, and I think f- for anyone looking to get started, like just start the conversation, however that might be. Maybe it's just emailing a a blog around that you've seen a a good blog or someone opening up just email that around to the team or it's just getting everyone like going for a walk around the park together with no mobile phones because that's good for mental health just kind of start the conversation do something for mental health whatever that is even if it's just a blog post and then it just it just slowly starts seeding like seeding the the culture change and then you can work up to to a bigger program um yeah
0: thanks so much i really appreciate it Look forward to you guys joining us for our event on Wednesday. Um, thanks for joining us. Bye.